On today's Question of Faith, is Pope Francis going to retire? This is Question of Faith. I'm Mike Hayes. I'm the Director of Young Adult Ministry here in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferentz, Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Maria Wancata with the communications team. So we've been hearing a lot of news about Pope Francis uh, possibly retiring. You know, he's sort of hobbled around with a bad knee, and uh, you know, there, there have been a different a couple of different signs. I think we'll go through this as we go through the show. You know, about that he might try to you know, pack it in. So well, he, what do he, we think? He canceled a couple trips recently too to Africa. I think he was going to go to the Congo and Correct. one other place, and so that's got people thinking, well, is he going to retire? I don't think he's going to retire. Number one, before Pope Benedict resigned, the, it would have been over 700 years since the Pope had done that. So that's a long time. And I think it would be very odd and awkward to have two Pope yes. Emeriti, I think, would be strange. Um, one is strange enough for us. We have never experienced <laughs> right. that. Yeah. Um, and then two, I think John Paul II, when his body was falling apart, his mind was still sharp, and I think one of the things that he wanted to witness, because he was so big you know, on the human person and the dignity of the human person from conception until, until natural death, that he wanted to show that um, in his life, and that uh, even as Pope Francis is talking now in his Wednesday audiences, that the elderly have dignity, and yeah. I think John Paul was trying to highlight that in, his, in the way that he lived his final days, yeah. and unless... Pope Francis is somehow uh, becoming incapacitated, especially mentally. I I just don't see it. But yeah. what do I know? Yeah, no, that's I was going to say that as well. I was going to say that you know, first of all, I don't think we want two Pope Emeriti uh, at the same time, and I think he's even said that in the past. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I don't think we want two of us in the background here. The other thing too, I think we forget. You know, he only has a bad knee. <laughs> There's not nothing else is really wrong. And with one him. lung, though, right? Uh, well, that's or it's half not, a lung. Yeah, it's, it's one lung doesn't operate as well as the other. He has two lungs, but one one is pretty incapacitated. And that's been his uh, whole life, right? right? So he, that's nothing new, yeah. you know. Um, but the the bad knee is you know something that's really you know he sort of joked with a bunch of uh, Mexican seminarians the other day and during his audience he passed you know they passed him by and he said you know what I really need for my from my knee and he said well he goes a shot of tequila yeah <laughs> <that's funny. laughs> um, but yeah I think that you know we we forget too like you know in the United States. We, we had a president who, you know, operated the Oval Office out of a wheelchair for eight and a half years, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's it's quite possible that he can continue to do this, but because he's physically encumbered, he's going to have to cancel things every once in a while, but he just mm-hmm. can't make it up the stairs, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. I think it kind of, all the talk and chatter about it comes, it kind of becomes a, a, a life issue. And like you were saying, there's a lot of dignity and wisdom in the elderly, and just because he maybe can't get around as much doesn't mean he's not providing the the fatherly care that he that he needs to to the mm-hmm. to the church and he can still do that. Um, they said right after his his visit that he's going to make at the end of August, the Cardinals and him are going to be meeting and, and discussing something and I think his appointment of those Cardinals may be to um, maybe set up some discussion on what happens because there is no canon law if a, a Pope were to become um, mentally unstable yeah. or some sort of weakness there in leading the church. So maybe what he's doing in the chatter is leading up to maybe some sort of canon laws around that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm no canon lawyer, 
but I believe you. <laughs> Don't tell Father Giannis or Bishop Okoyak. That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, we were discussing this in uh, my canon law class last, ah, last right. night. So okay, it, this good. Was a topic you're you're of, fresh. Of discussion. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, too, I think, well, why would people even be thinking about this, you know, besides the physical, um, the physical attributes that he's showing at this point? Uh, you know, he just named a bunch of new cardinals that he's going to have a consistory with, for them at the end of August, right? And then um, he also has a meeting after that. You know, a consistory can be a time when you name cardinals and a time when all the cardinals meet, you know. And so he has a consistory of all the cardinals coming after that as well. And they were saying, well, maybe that's a sign that he's, you know, when he's he's named all these new cardinals and so now the, the the table is sort of falling toward uh, toward him in terms of the number of cardinals that he's assigned as opposed to past popes. Mm-hmm. And so, so, well, his legacy is sort of intact now, so maybe it's just time for him to leave it for the next guy. But they're saying, well, no, we think that he's just meeting with them because, number one, he's had this synod process going on for a long time, and he wants to make sure that's get, that gets implemented. Yeah. And so this is kind of the start of this, not the finish of it. You know, So it's right. the, the gathering of the cardinals is probably to say, well, how can we, how can we keep – talking you know how, and, and the other thing is the cardinals don't know each other you know all the new cardinals are from sort of remote areas right, of the, the world peripheries. and so they don't yeah they, they don't they don't even know each other's face never mind their names never mind how they spent time with each other so he wants to make sure that there's some fraternity there i think yeah and it's it's always easy to speculate and to get you know uh clicks and to run headlines oh maybe the pope's this or that and it makes it interesting even for a podcast right. you know from a diocese will the pope resign right. yeah. yeah yeah there's a reason we talk about these things uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're interesting yeah exactly. when i was doing my research i found articles from i think it was 2000 speculating because pope john paul ii just turned 80 is he going to yeah. resign mm-hmm. and all of that but Oh, that's interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 I think the big sign was that um, they said the Pope was going to be visiting Celestine V's uh, gravesite, which Pope Benedict right. did. And Pope right. Benedict laid his palm down there and, mm-hmm. and said, and then retired not long after that. They're like, oh, he's went to Celestine. Right. He's going to retire. He's going to retire. Right. Um, I think it's it was just a trip. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's just like, no, I, I just went there and I just happened to pass by the grave and had no sign or reason for anything else. Yeah, and we may be seeing him, like John Paul II, more in a wheelchair with a cane or a walker. And that's good, too, because those of us who have had parents and grandparents and taking care of them as they got older, it doesn't mean that they're not able to contribute to family life. I remember as my dad got older... I would have to get him in his walker, like on a on a holiday, take him from Mount Alverna Nursing Home and help get him in the house and sit him around. But he was still alert and so happy to be with all of us. But th- you get older and things change. Um, but that's okay. That's part of living. And I think as Americans in particular, oftentimes we don't want to look at that. We only want to see healthy, young faces and the elderly, well, you know, let's, let's keep those out of our peripheries here. Um, and I think the, the, the Holy Father's putting himself out there in and his addresses to grandparents and his Wednesday audience. He's saying, no, let's take a good look. The other day, he preached again. Did you see this? He went against wrinkles. He said, if you have wrinkles, um, know that they're a sign of life and that you've been living and don't try to hide your wrinkles. It's like a fine wine. And so that's, who else is going to say that? Yeah, I thought that right. was great. Yeah. He was preaching. I think it was Friday. It went off the cuff and he was talking about wrinkles. Don't try to hide your wrinkles. They're good. It's a sign of wisdom. That's great stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The, um, the thing I was thinking about too was that, um, 
you know, nobody is promised tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the Pope is, you know, in his mid-80s at this point. You know, every day is gift for people in their 80s. As, as, as people I know who have been in their 80s have said all the time, when my father turned 80, he said, God doesn't owe me a thing. He could take me at any day, and I'm good with that. He goes, none of us are promised tomorrow. He goes, I could go out and get hit by a bus. He said, you know, he said, he said I'm 80 years old. I've lived a long time. And he goes, and I'm, and it's, you know, look, every day is a gift. And he said that. And I, was, I was kind of impressed with that when he said that. I was like, hmm, that's, that's good, Dad. You know? Yeah. I think the Pope feels the same way. You know, he's like, look, you know, I'm an old man. And, you know, I, I, I might not wake up tomorrow, you know, God forbid, you know. But it's that, that's true. You know, we always have to be thinking about that end, too, is that, you yeah. know. Anything can happen on any day, so you know it's not you know whether we'll you know whether he'll retire or not. It's you know how much longer is he going to live too? I mean, there's 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 a lot to say about that, you know. So, Mike, what you're saying here is like the memento mori that a a good Catholic practice is to keep your keep your death on your mind. Um, At the end of the Hail Mary, pray for us when now and at the hour of our death, Amen. In the Eucharistic prayer, we're always remembering to pray for the dead and um, knowing that. We don't know the time or the day, and the death comes like a thief in the night. So we ought to always be prepared for it. Yeah, and I think so. In my experience, um, most of my life was Pope John Paul II, mm-hmm. and I think as as we saw him get older, I think it did relate to us like our like our own parents. And so I see my parents getting older now too. And I think he became more beloved and his words and his appearances more treasured as, as the time went on. And um, I think with, with Pope Francis, I would hope that it goes along the, the same way that even if he does need to pull back some or not make as many trips, the words and everything he shares just becomes more treasured by all the faithful. Yeah. Yeah. When he's not able to do as much as he once did, when he does what he does, you're really locked in even more. That's right. And this is sort of practicing what he preaches too. You know, like he's been saying to grandparents, you know, hey, you know, just because you're retired and you can't do things that you mm-hmm. used to be able to do, that doesn't mean you're retired from the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. so keep on keeping on and keep praying for people and mm-hmm. keep yeah, you know, keep doing all those things that you can do. You know, you, you might not be able to do some things, but you can do something. Mm-hmm. And you know your your life still has a lot of value, and you have a lot, you know a lot left to give. So continue yeah. to do that. So I think you know that there's a good opportunity for him to sort of practice that and model that for people mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah, agreed. Great. So Pope Francis, keep on at it. We're praying for you. Uh, and uh, let's go to the church uh, Saint Stanislaus, which is in the, the old Polish village there. Right? Yeah. And speaking of popes, when John Paul II was still Cardinal Wojtyla, he visited that place mm-hmm. and also visited Saint Peter and Paul. But uh, yeah, Saint Stanislaus is in Slavic village, um, right next to Central Catholic. It's a beautiful church. Um, fairly recently restored, maybe within the last 18, 20 years. But uh, Father Eric Orzik is the pastor there, and they still have Mass in Polish, I think, on the yes, weekends. Yes, they do, yeah. Um, have you ever been there, Maria? I have not. Oh, I, was, I took go. a tour there. Uh, Father Rob Ramser did a little tour for the mm-hmm. young adults there a little, little less than a year ago, I guess, if I remember right. And um yeah, he showed us all the nooks and crannies of the whole place. It was really, it's really beautiful. I mean, it's kind of imposing when you walk in. And you're like, well, wow, this is really, this yeah. is really cool. A lot of, a lot of relics, a lot of things like that are in there. Mm-hmm. One of the more beautiful churches here in Cleveland as well. Oh yeah, when you walk in, the architecture and the color and the symmetry, it strikes you. Especially 
if you grew up in a more modern suburban church, you, you feel like you've gone to Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, that's exactly how I felt when I walked in, having been to Poland for World Youth Day. I was like, wow, this reminds me a lot of churches mm-hmm. in Krakow. Mm-hmm. You know, it was great. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And then our gospel for the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time is from Luke's Gospel, Chapter 9. Uh, Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Jesus is calling people to follow him. And he gets, well, I got this to do, you know, excuses. Well, when I finish this, and we could do that too. I know I've done that. Like, ah, eventually I'll get around to following you. But it's now, like immediate. Come on. When Jesus says, follow me, he wants a response. Good question to ask this weekend is what prevents you from following Jesus? Mm -hmm. What gets in the way? You know, who, what, when, all those things. What gets in the way of, of giving yourself to Christ? Yeah. We were just talking about this before the podcast of how, Right now in the summer, busy kids' schedules, running from place to place, not knowing uh, what's happening in the next hour or two, who's going to be where tomorrow. But uh, keeping the practice of keeping keeping the your prayer rituals and your prayer life and what's what's most important, not letting the busyness creep yeah. in and take over your mind and your heart. Exactly. I always find when I get too busy, it's a good anchor to come back and say, oh, if, if, if I feel like I'm too busy, then it means it's time to pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Mother Teresa used to say that, uh, you know, she had her sisters make a holy hour once a day. And if they were busy, two holy hours <laughs> That's right. just to reground them. Like, remember what's most important. So be rooted in prayer. And if you're going to be able to give yourself away in love, I thought that's nice. I had a priest friend that I met in uh, Nicaragua, and he used to say that we should all pray 2.4 hours a day, which is 10% of your day when mm-hmm. you think about it, right? And someone said, come on, Father, I, I don't have 2.4 hours a day to give. He goes, you're right. And he goes, you know what you really need? And he goes, 4.8 hours of prayer. <laughs> 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 and so, yeah, so so whatever whatever amount of time you should pray, whether it's 2.4 hours or a holy hour or whatever, uh, go and do that. And especially if it's a busy time, summer tends to, you know, get busy with all different kinds of activities, especially if you're a parent. So uh, in the midst of your activities, take some time to pray. And we'll see you again here next week on Question of Faith. Mm-hmm.